0: This week we read The Dancing Men. Do a little dance,
1: make a little love, get dead tonight. The game is afoot, all our buddies. Welcome back to the final podcast. the only Sherlock Holmes read-through podcast. It is hidden, coded information all throughout this episode. See if you can spot my subliminal messages. Uh, I, for my part, am old C.W., the faithful... And uh joining me is both handsome Dave who is called Nick and also his cat who is called Strider. Yes. What you guys doing over there?
0: Uh don't put that kind of pressure on me to make this episode smart and have me think. Um <laughs> uh, fair. Yeah, all kinds of secret codes in this uh in this uh episode. Uh, sorry, that, like I was trying to, I was trying to go with that, but I failed. Um, no, you were focusing on your cat. I was. Don't lie to me. I can see, see what you're doing. Just, like, when my you heart, made the correct I, choice. I was blinded <laughs> by my heart eyes, just gazing yes. at him. He looked up, he did that thing where like the cat jumps on your lap and then they look up at you adoringly and you just die. Um, yeah. But anyway, so because
1: you can't, you can't, you can't entreat them to do it. You no, have to just wait until it,
0: just it happens. happens. Yeah, yeah. I hope the mic picks up the purring. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, the story rolled. It really takes an extremely dark turn, like in the middle of it. It really
1: does. You, it was you, you start rough.
0: out, yeah, you start out thinking it's gonna be like, oh, this is kind of like. The other ones where someone's wife is doing something weird, but then we find out and it's all good. And it's not at all actually. It, it is not all good. No, most awful. of it is not good.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. No, good in the sense of bad things happen. So, a couple of things I wanted to talk about before, before we jump in. Yes. One, uh, impeach the motherfucker. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's just what's topical right now. Please God. Soon.
2: Um, now. Immediately. Yesterday. Lo- and two like, years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> before our listeners at us about being politically ignorant first of all that would be fair but mean don't be that guy <laughs> don't punch don't punch down <laughs> um but like first of all we realize that impeachment doesn't mean automatic removal from office we get that mm-hmm. but like some reprimand some official censure has to come into play here because otherwise it's just us saying yeah everything he did was fine mm-hmm. which Nope. Yeah. And like, I don't know about you, but every day, every week for the past three years, he does some new goddamn thing. And I think surely this must be it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Surely then, this. Sh- surely when isn't. he mocked a disabled reporter or when he opened fucking concentration camps. But uh no, he he asked he asked a foreign power to investigate a rich white man and a rich white man's son. And apparently that's what America gets mad about. That's where we draw the line. Not not yeah. anything out. Not any of those other things. Hey. hey now (laughs) god yeah so that's that's where we're at it's been a real weird week energy wise but (laughs) it really has so
0: um just not a great time to be an american
1: either in real life or in this story (laughs) yeah for real this story is not kind to americans that was an excellent segue nick well done thank you uh i do i do want to stop briefly before we get in and talk about my love of secret codes yes go off yes <laughs> so uh first of all i would uh i would like to make the very important distinction that i don't know the i don't know jack shit not the very first thing about actual cryptography like mm-hmm. like alan turing enigma machine mm-hmm. you know wind talkers navajo code all that stuff Cause i don't know the first thing about shit. that that's exactly <laughs> that <laughs> is smart people this shit. yeah <laughs> what i am good at what what triggered neurons in my brain mm. that headline dormant was when I was 12 years old, I was reading the first Artemis Fowl novel by Johan Colfer. They're very good, or at least I remember them being so, <laughs> and... There is, on the cover of that book, there is a smaller book that is written on in fairy language, which Mm -hmm. is just some little, you know, symbols and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, cool, I like symbols, that's neat. So I'm reading it, I'm reading it. And at the bottom, at the bottom of margins of the book on every page, more writing in these mysterious symbols. And I thought, okay, well, that's cool. But as you go on through the book... You eventually find an in world example of it, and they tell you what it says on the cover, which gives you enough to decode the cover on the cover, which gives you enough to decode the entire book. And my brain caught fire. That is so fun. All night. It was so good. Yo and Colfer, God bless you. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result, I have dedicated a good portion of my brain and life to, uh, not cryptography, again, I don't know anything about actual code work. That's math. I don't know from that. <laughs> but, uh, what is referred to as neography, which is, uh, artificial and invented alphabets. Think your, uh, your Tolkien, your Tengwar and Kirth mm-hmm. and Sarati to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would, I would direct our listeners to, um, omniglot.com, which is the world internet's largest repository of both real and fictional writing systems. Uh, and my love of writing systems has just, it has, uh, only gotten worse and much more severe as time has gone on i keep like half a dozen of them in my head at a time just to like doodle with and stuff and it's just uh so anyway this this story appealed to me immensely from the word go because i have never encountered a cypher made of wee dancing mans before <laughs> and i was very excited to see if i could crack it uh alas i could not I I know that was really sad when you messaged me and
0: it was like oh what's wrong my edition doesn't have any co-. it was just like symbols in per, in brackets yeah. and I was well, like and that's very yeah. sad I'm so sorry yeah. my
1: edition of the Holmes omnibus did not have the symbols of the wee dancing man's um we'll have to post those pictures but I mean even after you sent me those pictures I could not crack the code really for reasons for reasons that will become apparent later on I actually have a perfectly legitimate reason mm-hmm. did
0: so were they were they all in the addition that you had, what, what did it say? Because in mine, it's like,
1: just said symbols. It just said bracket, symbols, bracket. That oh, really? It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a bummer. We're nothing on there. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I didn't have any of the maps that you have in the other, like yeah. in the architecture heavy episode. Yeah. Okay. So my endless love for writing <laughs> systems aside, uh, let's jump right in. We zoom in to 221B Baker Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holmes is doing some alchemy. He's just doing, chemical. He's just sitting there shit. doing some
0: science, you know, as you do in just your house. Hanging out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. His hair is in a top knot, and thus canon Sherlock Holmes is a samurai. Either that or he's got a man bun, and yeah. I don't think that's a world either of us wants to live in. I think
0: I think the top knot thing was just referring to like some birds that just have like a dark head and yeah. they call it a top knot because he just looked like oh, a big really? bird. Yeah, Watson's it opens with Watson giving this very like honestly not super flattering description of Holmes Uh, where it's like, oh yeah, he looked like he was doing his science at the table and he looked like a big old bird bent over with like a dark top knot cause of his hair. And it's just like, that's really funny. Um, yeah. You know who
1: I bet got that immediately? Chris Daly. (laughs) Yep. Oh (laughs) yeah. that's awesome. Absolutely. He's
0: just in there like, yeah, I know exactly what bird he's talking about actually.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's
1: going to post like the instant this episode comes up, I'm going to see an alert on my phone and Chris Daly's going to be like, I believe this was the bird you were thinking of, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: cannot wait. But yeah, and then also we learned that, uh, the very first note I have for this episode is your checkbook is locked in my drawer because Watson's checkbook lives locked in Holmes's drawer apparently. And yeah, that was kind of, I didn't, I, I didn't actually like look it up other references to this, but I'm pretty sure in canon they didn't just pull that like little fact out of the air for TV adaptations that it mentions mm-hmm. that Watson had like a gambling problem of some kind. Yes. And I think in, did they mention studying Scarlet at all? Where it was like, oh, he had like, like he he talks about his vices or whatever.
1: And... Yeah, I don't believe they mentioned gambling specifically, but yeah. they did talk about how he had a hard time holding on to his money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you assume yeah. it's either like maybe
0: drinking or just like probably get, yeah gambling would make a lot he's, of sense. He,
2: he's just a
1: good time fella.
0: Don't worry about it. Just yeah, yeah like that. Got to deal with that PTSD somehow. But... So and honestly,
1: <laughs> yeah. that his money being locked up in holmes's drawer and like the way you described his description of holmes being not particularly flattering renders this as such a domestic scene in my mind yeah that, like holmes when you're there with your significant other and it's like to the point where everybody's comfortable with everybody and you're just you're in your gross pajamas not the nice pajamas mm-hmm. but you yeah know, like your gross, gross pajamas yeah. and with you're like the over whole... there just doing whatever you're doing exactly like this yeah. gross swamp monster over here <laughs> give me my money no What are you going to spend it on? (laughs) Don't worry about it. No, what is it? Is it another Captain America shield? Here's an idea. Like your own damn business.
0: (laughs) Watson just walks in like, damn, Mahomes, are you doing cocaine again? How many times do I have to tell you about this? It's the weekend. absolutely yeah i know it's just like they're really just presented like studying scarlet is that point in their relationship where they're just like wow you're the most wonderful person i ever met i love you so yeah. much everything you do is amazing and then like just yeah. 10 stories later in the canon they're just at that point where it's like they're they're comfortable enough that they can like talk shit about each other and just no, have it real. know that it's like it's really good
1: yeah like, i just these imagine are, the whole, these are yeah. these are two dudes who <laughs> pee with the door open yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay so they go, you, you, Holmes does that, Holmes does that thing Holmes do, yeah. where he's like, So I see that you don't plan to invest in that South African property thing you got. Oh, you're surprised that I realized that? Let me illustrate how I'm awesome. yeah Which, okay.
0: Holmes, or Doyle just has a checklist of like, show Holmes being smart, check. Yeah. <laughs> Holmes first with Watson, check. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like the checklist we have to make sure that I use my good mic <laughs> before we record. Um, good mic so, on.
0: Headphones. Where? Are, oh shoot! Where are they? This is a
1: good mic.
0: I um, thought that cat check.
1: All right, we're good. Yes, at least one. Uh, the more, the more you point things out to me that my heteronormative frame of perspective renders one way and your frame renders entirely differently Mm. the more and the easier it is to see (laughs) certain things (laughs) because like ordinarily when Sherlock is just talking to anybody like Lestrade or whoever he'll just do the smart thing and like hope the person catches up Mm. and if they can't it's their problem but he always explains to Watson and this reminds me of something I do where like if my missus and I are watching TV and there's like some linguistic thing that I recognize or some mythological, you know, whatever dumb shit I'm Mm -hmm. into, who even knows. And like, I'll stop to tell her. And it's not because I'm being condescending or because I think she's a dumb shit who can't pick up on a good reference. It's because I'm always trying to impress her like every day of my (laughs) life because she's the smartest person I know. And I want her to think that I am good and smart. Right. And so like seeing that and just thinking in that context, like, like Holmes is just flexing that big juicy brain as hard as he can <laughs> yeah. every day at Watson isn't he right he's just like
0: oh you like when i'm smart let me be more smart to you so that you'll like me more exactly yeah. you no. set a
1: real bad precedent but i'm going to live up to it yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like oh okay, lord so
0: please he... please don't think i'm a normal person <laughs> no yeah.
1: so how okay how does he how does he figure out that Watson does not plan to invest in apartheid
0: oh yeah he he basically just goes into i mean part of this if we're going to be real, part of this is Holmes actually being smart and knowing things. And then the other part is just, like, how well he knows Watson, really. It's like... Yeah. Most of it's the deductions are just like, I know that you uh play billiards this time every week. I know you always play billiards with this particular guy. And I know... And it's just kind of like, yeah. But it's still... Yeah.
1: Well, and here's the thing. He does this whole logical thing. Uh, you just come home from the club with chalk on your fingers, so you must have been playing billiards. You only played billiards with Thurston. Thurston told you four weeks ago about some South African property he wanted to invest in, uh, because we don't realize how bad institutional racism is and the Dutch's <laughs> hand in it in the creation of apartheid. Real shit. Um, yeah. Real <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, there's, I would recommend to you, you know what? I'm gonna if you wanted to, you could log into my Audible library and listen to my audiobooks if you wanted to, Nick. Oh. And there is one in particular, uh Trevor Noah's autobiography. It's mm-hmm. called Born a Crime. Mm-hmm. And it's like the story of him growing up as a mixed race child in South Africa when apartheid was still going on. Oh and d- damn, that sounds So there are heavy. there are things as a as a fellow desert Christian survivor. Yeah. As a fellow <laughs> Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into that again. <laughs> yeah. Um Narrow market, but when those hit, those hit... Mm -hmm. Uh, There are moments where you realize you simply were not taught about a thing. Like, it just didn't enter into your education. Oh, yeah. the apartheid was one of those for me. Oh, my
0: God. All the time. Yeah, no, my boyfriend didn't go to a private Christian school. And he's just constantly throwing out facts about, like, for example, science. That... (laughs) (laughs) I just... I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Why didn't I ever learn? Oh, yeah, because I went to a Christian
1: school. That's right. Did you know that science... Yeah, the day... (laughs) The day I realized that uh, Christian schools, or or private schools anyway, can literally hire whoever they want, whether or not they have a degree, like, a lot of my youth started to make sense.
0: Yep. (laughs) I'm like, wow, how much else do I not know?
1: Yeah, (laughs) for real.
0: Everyone else does, apparently. But, yeah. Okay,
1: so anyway... Um, okay, so he's been playing billiards with this guy, and his checkbook, as we have noted, is locked in Holmes's drawer for Mm. everyone's own good. And he has not asked for the key, therefore he does not plan to invest in this thing. Mm. And, like, okay, that's a cute, neat little deductive mechanism. It's really good at illustrating what Holmes is and how he does. But here's my question. What if he hadn't written a check? Like, could he just not have gone to the bank? (laughs) Is that not a thing
0: you did? I don't know. I mean... I imagine people aren't just carrying around... I'm not going to pretend I know about how Victorian finances worked. Like, they didn't even have yeah. regular dollar bills yet. It was still, like, the money was all just That's on... Fair. ...written pieces of paper, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I'd like to learn about it. If I could just, like... I don't know. I got to find a good, like, Victorian documentary just about, like, the Victorian era. Because, I mean, I watched a lot yeah. of fictional media about it, but I'd never really seen any, like you know actual historical like here's how everything worked and i'm sure there was like yeah. and i'd really like to read up about like the like the gay community as well cuz i know it was going on in victorian era um but right. you just obviously don't you, you don't hear about that in the history books right, at all. Because it's just like, Oh,
1: we don't need to talk about that. That's fine. Yeah, history is history is written by the winners, the winners in this context being the people who were allowed to openly exist. Right. So, and like as yeah. we
0: all know, gay people didn't exist
1: until the eighties, so you know. correct. It is known. <laughs> yeah. Um I know at least a couple of our listeners uh are very interested in and knowledgeable on that very subject. Mm. Uh you know who you are. I, I don't mean to dismiss your contribution to the conversation. I just don't know if you're comfortable being uh, shouted out on air, but uh mm. Kaka! <laughs> so there that should you you know who you are um and if you if you have any any more insights on that uh at us and uh we'd be happy to collaborate on something i know we talked a little bit about you uh going more in depth about that but let's yes. let's figure out like a research structure and figure out how we would actually learn about that oh yeah uh but anyway so uh, watson is amazed at holmes as is his place in this relationship <laughs> and uh Holmes points out that every problem is a simple one once it's been explained to you. Mm. Which, like, that sounded like a really elegant, pithy thing to say. But, like, yeah, that's how knowing shit works. <laughs> like, yeah. what...
2: Yeah. I don't think you're making the point you think you are, pal. Right.
0: And, I mean, obviously this is kind of just... I. It might be... Uh, Doyle's attempt to set up for what the rest of the story is kind of be about, like, yes. a sort of, like, light foreshadowing, like, oh, yeah, once yeah. we know what the code says, everything is very, like, all the events that happen are obvious, but, you know, it doesn't, anyway. So, yeah, so all that, he he does the little, he does his um, deduction uh, display little there, rinse. and um, <laughs> then uh, uh, he shows Watson a piece of paper that he has that has a code written on it, just to, like, he kind of just, like, uh, gives it to him cold, just without telling him much so about here, it. why don't
1: you take a stab at this? Just, yeah, wh- just, like, just you look at it, this? just... Yeah. And, Apply uh, some deductive whatnot. Yeah, and
0: Watson looks at it and he's like, oh, well, it looks like a child's drawing. Because the code is actually, like, as dark as the story is, when you actually see the dancing men code, it's kind of cute. They're adorable. <laughs> like, They're so
1: great. cute. They're little Uga chaka mans. Right. They're we dancing men. And
0: another thing I like about this is that if you wanted to imitate this code, it would be really easy. Like, it's not hard yeah. to draw. It's not precise. It's not like trying to learn Japanese or anything like that. It's like anyone could use right. this code if they, you know, now that we have it. Yeah. Because, well,
1: yeah. and see okay, that's that's an interesting point because I took all of these down in my notebook um as is my custom mm-hmm. and I it, one of my failures in attempting to crack this code is that like as as someone who is interested in writing systems and who learns new ones for fun when he gets the chance, which is not a humble brag, that's just my particular brand of, you know, nerd obsession. Mm-hmm. Um One of the big factors is ease of writing. Like, how efficient is it to write? How how easy is it to recognize a thing once you have written it? How easy is it to accidentally make one letter look like another? Yeah. So, looking at this code, one of the reasons I couldn't crack it on my own was because because it was written in, like, a shaky sort of childlike hand. Because it was imprecise and somewhat irregular, I didn't know, like... If these two look really alike and have the same basic articulation, does it matter that this one's leg is at a slightly different angle? Yeah. Is that indicative of something? And later on, it turns out that there was something that was indicative. We'll, you know, we'll we'll get to the reveal right. at the end. Yeah. But I I way overthought it for that precise reason, is that, like, these are something you could easily scrawl, and the meaning is supposed to be strong, but only if you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah he uh he hands Watson this thing covered in in wee boogeymen mm-hmm. and and Watson says no you know children always drawing small dancing men <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> a lot of them probably... right next to each other in different <laughs> Yeah <places>. exactly yeah. <laughs> some of them repeating some of them not who knows what the kids are into probably <laughs> cocaine um so where did where do these dancing men come from Nick
0: um okay so the client is Mr Hilton Cubitt of Writingthorpe Manor Norfolk yep and that's the whole <laughs> Norfolk. Um, Norfolk. Is that how you pronounce it?
1: Naufak. Yeah, is it? Oh,
0: okay. Yep. Um th- Or that's Norfolk not a, that's, I suppose. That's not yeah, a case I do know it's a, that's, that's a real... No, no, that's <laughs> okay. that's
1: fair. That's it's again, <laughs> yeah. it's an understandable question, but no, yeah. my understanding courtesy of the greatest generation actually because there is uh, a town named this uh in Boston. Uh apparently it is Norfolk
0: Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Didn't know that. Um so anyway, yeah.
1: so uh
0: he he's the guy uh, Mr. Hilton Cubit brought by uh these notes, and he only really, he, he, he also thought it was like some kind of child's prank or something like that. He's like, this can't be too serious, but for the fact that his wife is freaking out about it. So he, yeah, he's, Holmes shows Watson this code, and then very shortly after, uh, Mr. Cubitt arrives himself, and, uh, Holmes asks him to, you know, rehash the, the situation from the beginning for Watson's benefit, and also obviously for the reader's benefit. And he starts so, up the,
1: the Netflix special, but doesn't hit skip recap.
0: Right, exactly. Like, uh, previously on, um, Sherlock Holmes, but yeah, uh, The Cubit's so Tale. The, yeah. So he, he sits, so Mr. Cubit, um, starts telling, uh, his whole backstory. He met his wife, Elsie Patrick, uh, in, uh, in London, uh, for the Jubilee, and he was staying yeah. at a boarding house, and he, he just met her, they became friends, and then they, Decided to get married, and they did, and uh she was—she likes him, and she wanted to marry him, but she made very sure to let him know that she had some stuff going on in her past that wasn't too great, and nothing that was, like, explicitly her fault. Like, she didn't feel right. bad about anything, so it's not like, oh, she didn't kill she anybody. Had, she had like, nothing there, to be ashamed yeah, nothing of. Nothing to be ashamed right. of. Was,
1: that was made very clear. Yeah,
0: but there were people in her past that she would rather— not ever talk about and he's like you know what worth it fine i still want to marry you no problem and even up until like the day before they were about to get married she would like are you sure like i am never going to talk about my past and you can't ask me about it and he says i promise yeah
1: she made this a condition
0: exactly yeah and he agreed he never asked her about it but recently um so they're married for a year and they're totally happy except these little uh a uh, series of dancing men are being drawn and left, uh, on notes under the sundial and drawn in chalk on their tool shed.
1: Yes. Well, before that, uh, they were happily married for a year, mm-hmm. but then a mystery letter arrives from the Americas, from the colonies. Right. And she, she reads this mystery letter and immediately throws it into the fire like mm-hmm. an unwanted beggar child. <laughs> uh, and she's Damn. been very anxious Every, yes. Is that? I tried to think, I tried to think <laughs> of like something you could throw into a fireplace that would, that would fit. And my first thought was cat, cause they would have one nearby. But I said, I'm not saying those words. I'm not putting that thought out into the world. Thought, so what's, what's exactly, what's a less upsetting thing to throw into a fireplace? Oh my gosh. <laughs> cause like, look, I'm not, like I celebrated local cat Denmark J cat. Um, who was recently voted the best cat by science, and is the two-time winner of the DESI, the Award for Excellence in Local Daytime Spanish Television. congratulations. He is my favorite creature on this planet uh, that has not agreed to one day marry me. And, like, (laughs) if it were between him, if it were between saving him and saving an actual human child, of course I would save the human child. I
0: really was worried there for a second. I was not sure, honest to God, what you were going to (laughs) say.
1: I would save the human child, but, like... If I just, if you told me that a cat had died and a random human child had died, gonna be sadder about the cat. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't know, if I don't know either party, if I'm not acquainted with yeah. them. Yeah. Right? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Cats, special. We got enough people.
0: special place in, in my heart for cats. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just
1: saying, like, when the whole Harambe thing happened, we have objectively too few gorillas and too many four-year-olds with neglectful parents. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, <laughs> the math sp- of that situation did itself. Obviously, as
0: a human, we need to appreciate other human beings, but they make it hard. Animals,
2: they
1: really do. Don't. (laughs) So, nah. Animals make it real easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's just become a podcast about animals. I love how one of our one of our running gags is just choosing to be a different kind of podcast every week. Oh yeah, it's like who knows what it's going to be this time. This week, animal podcast. Next
0: week. Gay podcast. I don't know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> Animals are good. Uh, I was listening to um, my friend Chuck, which is uh, a podcast starring uh, Chuck Tingle, with whom I don't know if you're familiar, um, but. Uh, He and um, the hostess, whose name escapes me at the moment, not Mm -hmm. because she's not important, but because I'm just not familiar with her like I am with Chuck, Mm -hmm. Um, they were talking about news from their small towns, and I I cannot begin to explain Chuck Tingle to you if you're not already (coughs) familiar with him, but he was talking about how someone, definitely not him... But someone in his town had gotten in trouble for knocking over a bookshelf at the library, probably because they were getting too riled reading the animal books. Oh my and that's just you.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, the first
1: thing I thought of is, that's probably Nick. <laughs> 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 Sitting there like, yo, do you know about sharks? <laughs> You're like, Nick, I thought you lived in Spokane. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I didn't know you lived in Montana. Okay, back on track. So, yes, um they there there was a letter she was very upset by the letter and mm. she has been very anxious ever since he uh cubit wants to help her but he is a man of his word um and will not push her on the matter yeah he says quote she would do better to trust me she would find that i was her best friend mm-hmm. which was so sweet because he's not like mad or controlling or anything he's right. not like woman you will tell me he's just sad that his wife is scared I and upset that he can't help this guy's honestly
0: really nice like i'm i yeah. almost want to give him the huxtable award he's just
1: such a good guy that's fair yeah, that's fair. He's an early contender. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there are a lot of possible candidates for a Huxtable Award in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we'll we'll wait until all the votes are in. There's some good ones, uh, but yeah, there's yeah. some good ones. It does it does say something that the nicer a character in a Sherlock Holmes story is, the more likely
0: is there going to be death by the end of that story. <laughs> terrible is going to happen to him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what happens next? Um, nothing terrible happens yet. Uh, so he. Uh Okay, so he's yeah. She gets the letter. She's really scared. He just really wants her to tell him what's going on, but is not going to force it. Um right. And then
1: because boundaries are healthy.
0: Yeah. And then um, he see. And then after that, he he actually. See, well, they 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 see a couple more uh examples of the code up and about. And then one day he yeah, catches keep the, cropping up. Yeah, he and sees they're the in guy. different
1: configurations, which is important.
0: Right. Yeah. Some of them are all close together some of them are longer some of them are shorter and uh he and then he sees the guy doing it at one point he catches them in the act he he looks out the window and sees him riding in chalk on the wall of like the outdoor shed and mm-hmm. he uh he he tries to go out and confront him but his wife stops him and right. uh yeah it, it's like she sees some of them but i i don't know if he erases some of them before she can see it, or does that happen?
1: He does, because yeah, Yeah. he thought they were nonsense at first, and so he had them Mm. erased, which is fair, you know, local Mm. school. And like, part of me, part of me thinks this is ridiculous, because why would you think children would do this? But knowing the child I was, I still buy chalk, sidewalk chalk, and just leave drawings, and oh boy, when Series of Unfortunate Events came out, you better (laughs) believe my neighborhood was full of the VFD logo. Mm. But um, so like you really never grow out of that yeah i yeah yeah no for real uh the idea of a child leaving a secret message in chalk somewhere like not even for anyone but just knowing that i know there's a secret message there and no one else Mm -hmm. is gonna know what it is that's i get that that rings my bell so valid
0: for yeah and especially like in victorian era it's like you're not gonna be like printing out memes and sticking them places you're gonna be Drawing with chalk on the, you know, like, spray paint didn't even
1: exist yet. Like, you know. He's given Holmes all the information he's got. Right. And said, look, something is going on. We caught this dude, but he got away. Something is clearly up. My wife is very upset, but I don't want to press her about it because I am a man of my word. Mm -hmm. Um, And Holmes says, okay, I will attempt to solve this, but... As a man named Casey who will read this 200 years later will note, mm-hmm. the example you have given me of these markings is not enough to work with. It's too small, it's not enough large, it's not enough data. Yeah. Uh, and the facts themselves aren't enough to base an investigation on. So go back to Norfolk and keep an eye out for any more, like, boogeymen and make copies if you mm-hmm. find any. And, uh, yeah. So just, just basically keep us posted. Yeah. What happens
0: next? Um, yeah. So that happens. He sends them off, uh, it's everything's kind of quiet for a couple of days and they don't hear anything from him uh, and then all of a sudden uh, they get, I think, a long letter from him uh, with a bunch of different uh, okay. and this, this was a long one, there's a lot to keep in mind it was really long, yeah, it was like 25 pages or something, um, which was fine it needed it, but uh, so yeah, okay, so he sends um, does he send him a letter about it, or does he actually come back?
1: He, he first receives, uh, a wire, uh, a telegram, mm-hmm. uh, from Cubit, uh, and then Cubit returns shortly afterward, the worse for wear. He is yeah. paranoid, he feels surrounded and trapped, and Elsie is dying by inches before his very eyes. It's real right. bad. Yeah, she's just like, she's so stressed,
0: she's just white and nervous constantly and just kind of withering Correct. away because of the stress. And so he comes back and he brings I think several uh examples of the different notes while yeah, kind of like filling Holmes Yeah, well filling Holmes in on what has happened, uh, including um they
1: they see the guy again, I think. Uh they just do. Kind of creeping around. For a second yeah. time. And he's, and he's like, seriously, just let me go beat that guy up. And she says, Mm. no,
2: don't do it. He'll hurt
1: you. But Mm. at this point, he's pretty sure like, no, you're not worried about that. You're worried about me hurting him. Clearly, Mm. you know this guy. What's going on here? And she says, no, it's a practical joke. It's no cause for concern. Let's go Mm. on a trip. Let's go traveling to escape it. (laughs) Because that's what you do when something is harmless and inconsequential, right? You You just leave your fucking home. Yeah. Yeah. That's. to take off and he's like oh no
0: well, well but what will the neighbors think if we just <laughs> literally like something well, to and, that effect. okay
1: and honestly that's a thing we haven't touched on so it is mentioned at the very beginning that his family cubit's family is not uh super rich but it is old and proud and storied that they've been at this house for 500 years mm-hmm. which is r- ridiculous yeah that's nothing conceivable
0: to no one was Americans. alive then they yeah.
1: <laughs> they have been in this place longer than this country has existed right so yeah um, and his family was very honorable, and she, she has come close a couple of times to telling him what's going on, but then, like, just bails and says, no, your family's honor, I can't. <laughs> and then flees. Yeah. So, like, his instincts, cause he says a couple of times, I wanted to go to the police, but I was afraid they'd laugh at me. I was afraid the reputation of my house would suffer. Right. And that was, like, a consideration he had to make.
0: Mm. Yeah, so it's partly just, he the only things really stopping him are his wife who he yeah. made a promise to and right. just the fact that he doesn't want to look ridiculous for his his, his right. family honor basically which correct from an English person's perspective, is pretty understandable right. with historical context and everything like that. It it makes sense. It's a valid reason. Yeah.
1: Um, well, and like as as we've talked about, one of my frustrations as a human mm-hmm. is that like as a as a basic white dude, I took one of those DNA tests. I am as white as it is possible <laughs> yeah. to be. Is yeah. not great, but like I really have no, like I know I'm Irish, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. So like if I had five hundred years of culture and family history and it's something something else we don't really understand as Americans and especially in this modern age is that people move around a ton. And always have and the always have in this country especially, except maybe on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So we don't we don't understand what it means. That's one of the reasons I love Steinbeck so much is because there's so much focus on land. This Mm -hmm. is my land. This the land and the people are bound and that's why it hurt this family uh Tom Joad so much to leave this land and grapes of wrath and all that. Right, and that's something we don't really get. But like, no, no, no. This is his family's seat. This is his house in with a capital H, and they have been here for five hundred fucking years, and mm-hmm. they are not about to be scared off by some dude doodling dancing men. Yeah, Holmes, however, can investigate this without besmirching their honor. Right, and so here, here's all the dancing men I've found. Go make like make like twelve year old Casey in the middle of the night with a book about <laughs> fairies and a special code at the bottom. Right, it's like, hey, you're not the police, you probably won't laugh at me. You might, but it's okay. Um <laughs> Correct.
0: Uh. You, it's okay if you do because I'm paying you to. Right, exactly. It's like, if that's what, if that'll help you, if, if, if making me a fool will help you solve the case, you know what? Worth it. God bless. <laughs> at But what happens next? God, put that on my, like, uh, the stories to tell at the pub like got dissed by Sherlock Holmes once. It was great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 10 for out of 10. Oh, it's, yeah no, it's worth um, it for
1: the story. He'll yeah. drink on that for years. Right.
0: Um but yeah, so he um so he comes back, gives him all the dancing man, and uh, the more of the code Holmes receives, the more excited and interesting he gets. He's basically just Correct. putting it trying to put it together actively as he's getting it. And uh as he's getting more examples. And he so yeah, he's he mentioned his wife being more and more upset. They see the guy again, she keeps stopping him from physically going after the guy uh so he's still out there somewhere and uh and then holmes decides uh okay it's time for me to uh like actually dig into this now that i have enough data to work with finally right and uh so he so cubit leaves uh, he gives him all the all the information that he can at the moment he leaves and then holmes immediately just like watson says that like He holds it together until he, the door is shut behind Cubit and then immediately Mm -hmm. just goes nuts on all the, uh, the, all the papers and everything. Just goes to town. Just just chomp into it. Just, (laughs) yeah, just for hours, just kind of like writing things down and moving the papers around yep. and you know just kind of like talking to himself sort of like while he's working or like he, watson mentions at one point like he can tell when holmes is like on a good track because he'll start like humming or singing to himself mm-hmm. and i'm like Aw. Um, and then, um and then finally he uh yeah. He gets to the end of it. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he was making progress and whistled and sang at his work. Sometimes he was puzzled yep. and would sit for long spells with a furrowed brow and a bank and eye. So not only is oh, Holmes no. just like so absorbed he's working on this, but Watson, it, I'm pretty sure Watson is just watching him this whole time, like watching him figure it out. And maybe yep. like he might try to look over at it and offer input probably not he's more just he's absorbed in watching holmes be absorbed in his work which is adorable
1: uh it is it's really cute yeah um and then finally he because there's there's something there's something in seeing someone operating or doing something that they're very good at. Oh yeah, right? when they're in their element and especially when it's someone you like
2: because
0: it's just like yeah. like that's my person and I'm so proud of them. You know, like not only are they yes. good at what they do, but also I know them and I know a little bit of like the behind the scenes work. It's almost like yeah. it's almost like seeing a movie that you helped film, you know. Oh. It's like or something like that. You know, it's like you get to see the yeah, right? Like is that Absolutely. No, that's a great way to look at it. It's kinda cool. It's like you're you're somehow involved in this because you're close with the person anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's cool. Um so anyway, um uh yeah, that's me here to provide you with all of the gay you would possibly need for these stories. Um uh, we point out what's yeah, but anyway. well, let
1: me tell you, uh, if our if our if the opinions of our Twitter followers are any indication, you just you you can crack open a whole new barrel of that and keep pouring it on everything. Oh, absolutely, because they and, are, and I will. They are <laughs> here for it.
0: I will, and I will not be stopped. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Like as fun as these stories are, there's there's two for me. There's two levels of enjoyment to these stories. There's yeah, adventure, which is my favorite genre. Um, and there's right. plenty of that. And then there's also just. The relationship of Holmes and Watson is, like I've said before, the the second part of why I enjoy it. Like I would not even right. care nearly as much if that weren't the case, but I I like pointing out both it's like it's it's a dual
1: it's a dual enjoyment for Two right. different reasons. Well, to. and even, honestly, yeah. Like, even if if Sherlock was just, like, operating on his own and we mm-hmm. were just following him in the stories, it wouldn't be anywhere near as satisfying without right. the humanization element. I don't know. I finally watched—I didn't watch it when you first sent it to me because I'm a bad friend. I think <laughs> I was at work or something and I couldn't. But I did finally watch that interview with Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, yeah. Where he's talking about Holmes. And it was so much funnier than I anticipated. Yeah. Uh, it's great. He seems like— he seems like a cool dude um who was honestly just kind of baffled that anyone took him seriously.
0: Right? But, that really uh, is his whole kind of um uh, just the whole vibe of Doyle. is just kind of like it, you 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 look at just the huge monstrosity of just like unbelievably famous the character yeah. of Sherlock Holmes has become. And then you see Doyle, you look up who invented Holmes and you see Conan Doyle. And he's just like this cute little Scottish guy with a tiny little mustache. And who's just like jolly. He's basically like a hobbit kind of like, he he's was just a he, goofy yeah. lighthearted person. Who's just like always cracking. He lives jokes. in a hole
1: on the side of a hill. Right. Yeah. Like, no, it, yeah. Was, it was really great. Mm-hmm. And so like, just seeing that it was really easy It was much easier to understand how he could, like, have friends like the friendship he's portraying. Or, you know, the, if it's a romantic relationship, the kind of romantic thing that he was portraying. However, you know, the reader wants to look at it. Oh yeah. Just that, that, that humanizing element, because the, the Holmes and Watson relationship is really what makes this story. Like, the people, all the people following us on Twitter, you know, they're not, they're not super obsessed with shipping you know, Lestrade and Irene Adler, <laughs> Right, like, that's not what they're here for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, you Gregler can't... isn't a ship name. <laughs> Just,
0: as a, as a writer- Lestradler. <laughs> Just... Nope, uh-uh, I... heard it as soon as I said it, never you mind. Know what? I'd read it, uh, <laughs> I'd read that, uh, speculation. No, I, you know, I honestly, I'm totally cool with, like, I, I would never consider myself a huge, like, shipper or anything like that like I'm, i didn't really right. get into homes and Watts or into the like sherlock it's Holmes stories
1: something i With understand the intention
0: yet. of that uh like that's not why i'm reading them it's just a really nice like bonus but it is absolutely fun to like you know all, yeah. all the fan so it's it's and great. i don't
1: i don't think you have to choose i think and you know i i want to be very careful that i'm i'm not i'm not trying to frame like Gay or not gay as being opposites they're just they're both they're different ways of looking at the same thing it's they're mm-hmm. not opposite sides of a scale. it's not a balanced thing, but like right. if you can look at a thing and see that angle, a romantic angle, and like a deep male friendship angle, yeah. those don't have to compete you can no, appreciate both of those at the same time.
2: Yeah. Well, and, that, well that's how uh, I do
0: it honestly. The first time I read through the whole yeah, canon, I was just like this friendship is it rules and I love it and I like see it in my own life. Like I can relate to it because I have friends like this. But then, you know, upon a second reading, I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to have fun here and I totally understand the um from my from my point of view what I imagine the whole like uh concept of shipping characters, shipping fictional characters that don't technically have canonical basis, like they're not a, the right. actual like Doyle himself rose from the grave and said like Yeah, it's canon." Um,
1: I bless this union, Like
0: uh, and then just goes back like Fuck it, just do whatever you want. I don't care. I mean, he basically did. Now i again. He basically said, yeah. but
1: did by saying like I really don't care what you do with Holmes," um, which is great. that okay? Well, and that's a whole other thing. We we finally got uh, something in our. We got an email asking a question. Oh, and yeah? I kind of really want to answer it now, but I cannot, Uh because I promised I'd wait until we have a mailbag, until ah, we have man. several more questions. So if you want to hear our thoughts on stuff, you got to send us questions. Send, us mail. Comments, whatever you mail. Snail, send us mail. I love mail.
0: Send mail. Email. Yes. You message me on Twitter. Us. Snapchat yeah. me. Pidgins. You can message
1: us. Uh, you can send us emails at thefinalpodblem at gmail or you can uh, send us a message on Twitter, either through the you know the inbox or tweet at us. Whatever. Send us your questions. And when we have send enough your to pet do, pet security turtle with candle attached to back yep, and not lit because that'll be dangerous. Just send a not candle. Not lit. Along That's with it. yeah. Like, it's yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Just give us matches.
0: Little a cute little note. Either scrawl over a shell and chalk, tied around his little neck yep. with a ribbon. I love that shit. Um. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. No. But what I was gonna say was sorry the that's okay no it was a it was an important derail um the (laughs) the whole concept of shipping for me would be i don't know i i understand people especially you know lgbt people who don't see themselves represented in media yeah either either ever or hardly ever um having to kind of just find it where they can even if it's not necessarily canon if it's close enough it's like hey this could be and I'm just gonna take it. And that it's makes sense. Totally valid. I mean, like, you can look any, you can literally watch any movie and find a straight relationship in it. And right. they're always, even like when it's shoehorned in, it's like, you, won't, like, don't worry. If you don't like any of these 10 to 20 sci-fi movies with, like, straight relationships in it, I guarantee you can turn
1: around and find another one right there. Um, yeah. But you just simply don't. That's an don't, excellent point that yeah, I, I, I simply hadn't considered that because as, you know privilege is a is a word There's nothing there's nothing wrong with having the perspective that you loaded have. With No,
0: I get it. Yeah, you you acknowledge yeah. your privilege.
1: I, yeah, and I try to, and, and, you know, the, the modern, the conversation presently is that you, you don't need to feel bad about privilege. You just need to recognize it and recognize that not everyone else has it. And like mm-hmm. part of that is that I'm a, a you know, I'm a white cis head straight dude. I'm, I'm your basic out of the package. I, I, I have never at any point had to have my perspective forcibly altered or expanded. And <laughs> part of that is that most culture is made specifically with me in mind and i'm not gonna lie it rules but uh (laughs) part of that part of that is that i just realized like i've known about shipping for years and uh i've never understood the appeal i've never understood kind of the book because like i love i love a romance wharf and dax forever (laughs) i knew you would like that one Oh my god, it's so good. They balance yeah. each other so well. Oh god, I love it. Um but my point it's is cute, like yeah. I I love a romance. I really do, but I never mm-hmm. saw the need to construct one where one didn't already exist. But that's because I I'm catered to with them. I am presented with more options, right. you know, story-wise than I could ever possibly need. It's but almost you're like
0: right. it's almost like if popular culture was a menu and then yeah. LGBT stuff is just vegan options or gluten free. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, we have it, but you gotta specifically ask for it. And you, we have maybe one or two dishes, neither of which you particularly like. Cause like my thing is right. there's, there's, there is quite a bit of, um, like LGBT fiction out there and there's characters on TV shows. But the problem is all of them are either dramas or they're romances and the whole story right. is about the romance. And it's just like, I never seek out stories like that. And so it's like, oh well, look at all these gay romances that there are that exist. It's like you can read any, story. and it's like this story is a set in the modern day, which I almost never read, and B, right. like, or it's like about high schoolers or something, and it's like I don't want to read like a high school, like I, you know, like I don't want to read High School Musical the book, but starring like a right. gay couple, you know, it's like that's just not what I'm into. I would much rather sit there and just be like, oh, lol, what if. Bashir and Garrick from Deep Space Nine were like an actual couple. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and, you know, um, what if, yeah. Like, Thank huh. you, Deep Space Nine documentary, for huh. making my drink true. Wouldn't that be wild? There. Right? Huh. But like, hmm, as if it isn't. But, but yeah, but like it's the yeah. same thing with Holmes and Watson. It's like, I'm already gonna read these stories because I'm already interested in British stuff and right. I like a mystery and Sherlock Holmes seems like an awesome character and it's like, oh, and then, you know, it's like it's, you kind of just I'm already here, so I might as well just
1: be Having like, them oh. together is, it's a secret menu option. Right. Yeah, exactly. cause if like, all you've, if all you've got is the little tiny vegan thing, but you see that there are like two or three items on the regular menu, that right. you're like, okay, well if you give me the bun from this thing. Right, it's and like, the, I'll just
0: get this one that already exists, but without the cheese. That's... Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah, if you give
1: me, if you give me half of the number one, and you give me like, the shrimp from this other thing And put those together Then you got a brand new thing there I don't go. know I just had my perspective Forcibly expanded And I view the world anew and afresh Nice Magical Glad I yeah, could pretty good Glad I could be involved with that um, Yeah, and I mean I want to reiterate Like, not your job Like, no, no, I, I'm not fine. here we're saying d- Educate you're my
0: friend yeah. Like, I mean and Yeah And
1: to be honest Most of my friends
0: are already gay So I don't ever need to Fair. explain this stuff to you So I have plenty of cool. built up energy Specifically, I have a special reserve. I pop the bottles open specifically for my straight friends that Great. are like, you know what? Here you go, buddy. I've been saving this up for you. <laughs> every time right I didn't on, okay. comment, every time I didn't reply to a comment or something on Twitter, right. it goes right into this bottle and I save it for my actual people that <laughs> I care meter, about. This Instead meter,
1: this meter is just maxed out if every I, time you don't clock an old bitch in the downtown <laughs>
0: Exactly. <movie. laughs> exactly. That experience was a whole bottle just by itself um but yeah so anyway back to the story
1: wild yeah, yeah. okay back to the story back yeah. to back to nick not punching homophobes in public not because they <laughs> shouldn't be punched but because then he wouldn't have gotten to see how the movie ended I did to. did downton and abby get married okay there, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was a good movie it ended well i loved it the downton Abbey movie if you like the show you should see the movie anyway very good
1: Okay, so Holmes does some decoding, uh, like Ralphie of old, and then he sends a response to um, Qubit, and they have to wait two days for a response, which Holmes thinks is ridiculous, which is adorable, because, <laughs> predictably, Holmes is only patient when it suits his agenda. Yep. But, um... <laughs> He reads uh, the response that comes, and he says, okay, Watson, we're going to go check this out tomorrow morning. They need our attention now. A new cable arrives, and he says, oh, shit, no. We have to go, like, now. We yeah. have to go now, Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they do. And Watson takes an editorial note to say that he wishes he had a happier ending for us, but these are the events as they transpire. Right.
0: It's like, Doyle is so nice. He warns you
2: when it's
0: yeah. about to get sad. He's like, hey, I know that some of my other de- detective stories, like, I know my Sherlock Holmes stories typically are pretty, like, a B-L- they're funny, they're a good. Tr- this one, not so much. Just letting you know. Like, viewer yeah. warning. This is about to be a little There's... bit sad.
1: There's a it's a fairly common structure. Uh Shakespeare used it, Baz Luhrmann used it mm-hmm. in all of his movies where the first half is yeah. super bouncy and bright and spangly and fun and it's a good time and then pretty much at the halfway mark shit starts getting dark and bad and people start dying. Right. It's a great
0: it's a great technique.
1: It's a great
0: literary technique because it just creates a great contrast there. It's like you yeah. it wouldn't be nearly as um like it wouldn't hit nearly as hard if the whole story were kind of a downer. it's like you gotta have some right some funny bits some good it's it's a it's a perfectly good uh it's a good literary technique um, yeah you gotta
1: you gotta have a delicious baked pretzel for a guy to get a big sniff of so he's not looking when you punch him in the stomach sure, yeah, and that's just good mugging advice really <laughs> but what is what is storytelling if not mugging the audience? you know what I've never heard
0: it said that way but
1: Tell me, I'm wrong. You're
0: right. You, I really yeah. can't argue with that, like at all. Um, so real so they quick, arrive. If I don't say this, I will tell immediately me. forget about it. A cablegram. What yeah, is the me. difference? What is the difference between a cablegram and a telegram? You can edit this so that it's at the end of the podcast if you want to do that. Do it that way. That's fine. Ooh. I'm just gonna say it now, cablegram. I did so much research on this and found so little results. The only thing I could really find is that. A cablegram. The only difference between it and a telegram is that a cablegram is an undersea wire. It's like a submarine. What? Somehow, no. Somehow the wire. You can look Get at the a, fuck out of here. Somehow the wire for a cablegram goes under the ocean, and I'm like, well, then how do telegrams work? I, is it in the air? I mean, te, do you know about telegrams at all? I mean, I tried to look I it up. Don't. I don't. I know that telegrams. What I know about telegrams is that it's basically Morse code. It was invented by Morse, that guy who made the Morse code. And so when you send a telegram, you basically have someone else do it for you. And they're sitting in their office, I guess, and they type out your message in Morse code. It gets sent via wire. Maybe the wires are underground. Maybe they're under the ocean. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I i don't that's an excellent question and and of course once radio came along that was as well
0: yeah well radio waves are they're waves it's it's through the it travels through the air so maybe telegrams are like that as well maybe it's through the air or something i don't know i I, I even tried to search if like is cablegram faster than telegram somehow that's wild i have no earthly idea but yeah so it you send it in morse code it arrives at the next person and then that person translates it for you. They type it out Correct. in English and then you get it. And there were only certain symbols you could use, so it's like there was a dash instead of a period or whatever. And uh right. that's why like when you hear sometimes in movies and stuff if someone's holding a piece of paper and they don't want to show you the piece of paper, they'll just be like they'll reading they'll be reading the telegram and they'll be like come dash at dash once or like they'll end a sentence and they'll right. be like come at once dash stop. and then they'll read the rest. Yeah. Or stop. Yeah, right. that was it. And so
1: anyway that was kind of cablegram undersea <gasps> undersea wire. Okay. Fun fact, two fun facts. Uh one oh fact fact 1. Uh there are currently transatlantic power cables that supply a good deal of the world with electricity and they're just mm-hmm. underwater cables, just big as an oak tree, full of electricity and sharks love to eat them shits apparently. <gasps> really? Yeah. They sharks just bite metal? them. And it's <laughs> real bad metal, and I don't know. Well, cause, you know, sharks got them ampullae of Lorenzini. They got them electricity sensing organs all up in their snoots, cause that's how you find, sh- you know, fish that are hurting. That's how you, you know. S- okay, so that's how oh, yeah, they their hunting. Yeah, I remember watching. Yeah, and something so, like, if there was, if there was a big, you know, thing in your neighborhood that just, like, smelled like delicious hamburger, or whatever mm-hmm. it is you're into, and, you know, you'd probably go up and bite it. I know you. Don't mm-hmm. deny it. Oh, yeah, and sure. And that's, uh, I just wonder if they ever had shark troubles with the cablegram wires. Second fun fact. So, Maybe. <laughs> my daddy, um, was a Navy man mm-hmm. during Vietnam. And when, and he, I don't believe he ever went to Vietnam, but he did go to, I don't know why I'm saying it like that, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't believe he ever went there, but he did go to the Philippines where he was actually a Morse code operator. And he got so good to the point where he could just hear Morse code. He could just hear it. And understand it in his head when he was coming in. Nice. Yeah. Which is impressive in and of itself. Well done, Dale Hills. But like, as long as I've known that, I have never, not in thirty years of life, have I ever put that fact and my love of codes together.
0: Yeah. Maybe. That's maybe there's a connection there. That math adds up. Yeah. What the hell? There you go.
1: Damn. We're learning stuff in this episode, man, <laughs> about ourselves.
0: I thought, the only, I thought the only thing you could inherit from your dad was love of Star Trek and 80s music. Because <laughs> that's
1: what I got. Right? God. I'm still trying to figure out what Well, I got that, apparently. Love of codes and that weird laugh I get when it gets to the point where you can't control it anymore. My brother and I both have that. Oh, weird? yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Wild. Uh, okay. Well, so okay. Back to the Back to the thing we're ostensibly here to do. I like how we so, were like,
0: oh, this story wasn't that great, but all of our side conversations were great. This story was great. Side conversations still, <laughs> it's the Nick still and Casey happening. show.
1: Absolutely still happening. All yep right.
0: We haven't even gotten to uh, the so guy's they arrive. house yet. Yeah. Okay. Now we're here. No, right.
1: we're, yeah, this is act two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they, they arrive at, what's it, uh, what's it called? Paddington, uh, Riddle, Riddlestonk. What's this place called? The, uh, it's Grottledank. It's Riding Thorpe Manor, which sounds yeah. like I would make it up, but I did not. Nope. Uh, they arrive there. They are met by a station master who presumes they're the detective from London, and Holmes says, yeah, how the hell do you know that? Mm. And he says, well, I actually just guessed because you were either the detectives or the surgeons. Yeah. So yeah. stuff has, stuff is going bad. He says, she's not dead yet or wasn't by last accounts. You may be in time to save her yet, though it be for the gallows. And Holmes just says, "What
2: the fuck?" He was and like, so,
1: "Wait, excuse me for the yeah. what? For the what?
0: <laughs> yeah, real bad." Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. So they um, they arrive at the house, and tragically, Mister um, and Hil- or he- Mister and Mrs. Cubit are both uh, were have both been shot. Cubit himself is dead, very dead, quite yes. dead. I think is how it's put. Which I'm like, is that is that like? Dismissive or is that's like, a technical term? Quite dead, yeah. That's just ex- as yeah. dead as you can as you can possibly be. Um yeah. and she's not. She is mortally injured, but she is still alive. And um Correct. Uh, she is she and, is currently
1: taking a bullet nap.
0: Right. And they and they've um he uh Cubit was shot in the heart, she was shot in the head, and yeah. that's and they were found like a few feet from each other. They're not sure who Shot who or what? And it's real um, bad. It's just a mess. It's horrible. And so they go in, and I think they investigate the bot. They investigate his body first in the scene. Well, they first of all they arrive at the house, and there's already a, de- right. te- a detective inspector there, the local inspector. Um, and yeah. His name, inspector and, Martin. Yes, and his name is Inspector Martin of the Norfolk Constabulary. And he's, he's a pretty chill as, as police inspectors that Holmes has worked with go. He's pretty chill. Yeah. He starts out kind of like, all right, you know, Holmes and me imme- almost immediately gives him like, all right, so I don't know how you're going to be about this, but we can either work together or you can let me do my own thing. Those are your options. And right. he's like, your call. I would like, I would love it if we could work together. You're Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever you Says, need no, to No, God, please
2: help me. Go ahead yes. and do it. Yeah, Like,
0: for, like anything you can help anything, anything you can provide. I will absolutely listen to it. And so, yeah, so he, he's cool. Uh, they, they go to the room, um, and kind of, uh, or do they, do they interrogate the maid?
1: So they, yeah, they have a conversation with, um, with Mademoiselle's Sanders, the housemaid, and Mm -hmm. King, the cook, uh, they learn that these two domestics heard an explosion. They rush to the study to find the study door open and lit by a candle. He dead, she a slump upon the wall. And at this point, Holmes has failed a client and yeah. vows vengeance. Vengeance
0: on behalf of the client. Yep. That, yeah, you see that, that and, um, uh, that, that's one of the things that is kind of like, uh, not a trope, but it's a recurring thing in the Holmes stories where, uh, yeah. You see a couple of those. One is obviously the story opening with Holmes showing off to Watson in some way. And the other one, another one is, uh, it's it's like the, you're too late kind of trope. Like if right. it were a TV trope, it would be like, you're too late. Like he, he starts out, he, someone waits too long over the course of the investigation Correct. and it, and gets injured before, uh, you see that in, uh, uh. Oh
1: God, it happened in the five orange pips. Yeah. Um, it happens a lot actually. Yeah. It does like people just assuming things will be okay for a little while, and mm-hmm. stuff is not okay for right. even a little while. Yeah, and then hopefully they investigate.
0: Just like, oh, this is my fault now. <laughs> yes, and he he makes it personal. It's extremely right. personal. Yeah. Um,
1: so there are no powder marks on Qubit's grippers or clothes, nor on Elsie's, mm-hmm. um, and they don't have. I mean, like GSR is a real thing in modern forensics, and I don't know to what extent they were able. Like I, it says, there is a revolver. And I don't, I don't know from Victorian forensics, but there is a revolver. Two shots have been spent from it, mm-hmm. and they thought, well, this math does itself. Clearly, it was either a murder, murder, or a murder suicide, or right. something. And Holmes says, "Yeah, okay, cool, but what about the third bullet that's over on the window ledge?"
0: Yeah, he just drops that on him, and they're like, "The what?" And yeah, and so the he he tells the inspector to go over and look, and sure enough, there's a bullet hole through the curtain. And there's a bullet lodged in, in the window. So, so they're like, okay, there was, and there's only two, um, cartridges missing from the gun. So they're like, okay, there was a third person involved and they third
1: person and second gun at minimum.
0: Yeah. A third person and a second gun. And they, they also go outside, uh, at some point, I don't know if it's like exactly directly after this, um, but, uh, they they go outside and sure enough there's like two huge boot prints right in the windowsill. There was someone standing outside shooting into the house or doing something at that window. Um, right. And, and yeah, so uh I don't and Holmes kind of just he's he's gathering all his his data and he he's basically just going about things so quickly he doesn't have time to stop and explain. Which Correct. narratively, you know, makes sense. And uh and then by the time he does get to the explanation, he actually like takes time to apologize to Watson for making him wait so long on an explanation, which is, which is also very cute. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, you, you go for a bit. I'm, okay. Feel
2: like I'm so,
1: a yes, they're down there in the garden. Um, an, an, another important thing is that the window was locked from the inside and that a draft would have been needed to carry the scent of um, gunpowder throughout the entire house, which is where the maids heard it. Right. But the candle is still lit. So if the window was open, it must have been for only a minute. Not long enough to blow out the candle, but long enough to disperse the scent. Mm -hmm. So they head down to the garden. They find the third shell casing. Holmes asks, apropos of nothing, because his mind is moving six steps ahead, Mm -hmm. if there's an inn called Elridge's nearby. Mm -hmm. No, there is not, but there is a farm. And Holmes says, okay, cool, take this to that farm. And he works up a little dancing man note of his own. Yeah, and he grabs the
0: stable boy and was like, Take this note to this farm. Don't say anything. Don't let them ask you any questions. Just give them the note uh, and then leave, basically.
1: Yeah. And he has the inspector, uh, Martin, telegraph for an escort. For if he is correct, there will be a dangerous criminal to transport. And if anyone calls for Mrs. Cubitt, comes a-looking for Elsie, they are to be told nothing and taken to the drawing room, whence they will now retire so that Holmes can explain the dancing mans. And here we come to... Uh, a chunk of the story that I refer to in my notes as the secret of the funk goblins. So, Holmes, naturally, because he is Holmes, is familiar with most secret writings and Mm -hmm. has authored a monograph on the subject, wherein he details, like, 160 of them or some shit, Mm -hmm. which is so good. Because, like, the whole point of a monograph is that it's supposed to be relatively concise and cover one specific thing, right? And he's like, nope!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I can only imagine that he, like, regularly submits to, like, I don't know, a scientific journal or something, and yeah, just like... Just every time he, they just get one from him and see the name Sherlock Holmes, line, they're like, ah, oh, goddammit, it's this guy. Again, it's, like, heavy, you know what and what it's, I mean? like, 80 pages long, and they're like, it's a...
1: Throw out the whole issue, <laughs> I guess we're having another Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> but this shit is new on him, is the point. Mm. Uh the first message as he said earlier was too short to work with and Nicholas this is due to something called the e frequency. Mm-hmm. The letter e is the most common letter in the English language. Yeah. And as a result if you're trying to crack a code e is a good place to start. You can find the most commonly used letter, you can figure out that that's probably e and if you can crack e you can probably crack a whole lot of words like mm-hmm. uh like the or he or you know there there are very there are positions you can start to suss out. Right. And if you can crack one word, you can crack others. It can help you find the other vowels. And once you once you get the vowels, the, the point is finding E is the basic um, unit of code cracking in the beginning. Right. So Holmes did his work here. And the reason I could not figure this code out on my own mm-hmm. is because he thought of something I never did. So there's basic stick figure, which is just, you know, guy... Legs out, arms out, standing there. And then same guy holding a flag. Apparently the flag carries an inherent space. So it's the same letter, but with a space afterwards. And that would absolutely never have occurred to me. I was working under the assumption that basic stick figure and basic stick figure holding flag were different letters. It never occurred to me that right. the, that the flag indicated a space.
0: That yeah, that makes total sense because, and I mean, even in the um, illustration that it provides in my edition, there there's yeah. no actual space between Correct. that. So it's like all the it's just to I for like uh, to save space, I assume. Uh, yeah, instead of actually well, and to
1: space. and to further further obscure the message because if you can see that a word is made of two letters or three letters there are a limited number of words those could be and if you can figure that out through context you can figure out what letters they're made of you can start to crack the rest of the code Mm -hmm. so obscuring obscuring the differentiations between words uh is genius because when you're cracking a code you have to figure out if each character represents a letter a word or a phrase and if you can't figure out where one word ends and another begins you're gonna have a hard time cracking this shit yeah so Uh, code cracking, and they go through, this is difficult to explain via an auditory medium, but the the story shows us he thinks this stick figure means this stick figure, and he translates all of them, basically, and reveals that they were written by a man named Abe Slaney, who (laughs) Holmes concludes is an American by his name, because only an American would call a man named Abraham Abe, which... Sure.
0: I I guess. I mean, I'm not I guess. From Victorian England. That's I don't... <laughs> yeah,
1: whatever. Yeah. But also because the letter came from America, which I feel like is a more fair point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Elsie's whole caginess, her reluctance to speak... Um, has, is implied like past criminality. So Holmes wired his friend, Wilson Hargreave of the New York Police Bureau, um, who called Slaney, quote, the most dangerous crook in Chicago. And here is the point at which I concluded that Arthur Conan Doyle had recently read some crime novels that were set in Chicago and mm-hmm. he was like, I want me one of these.
0: Right? He's like, this is, this is great. I'm going to write a whole, let's get it on this shit. Write a yes. whole
1: Sherlock Holmes story about this.
0: This rules. <laughs> I'm about yeah. to go to Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: So the re the reason they got increasingly um worried was that the, the the messages got more and more threatening as they went on, and the last one right. was a direct set a threat. It said, Prepare to meet thy God mm. which shows not only code breaking aptitude, but a flair for the dramatic on the part of Abe Slaney, so well done. Yep. Um and they got there as quickly as they could. And Inspector Martin says, okay, that's amazing. Quick question. If you know who did it and where he is, why are we still standing here talking?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, let's go arrest him. Come on. Like, chop chop. And then Holmes is like, oh, he's coming. He's on his way here right now, actually. And we should yeah. probably get behind the I door. I thought I'd because... save us the trip. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm just going to have him come to us. Don't worry about it, guys. And yeah, so he, uh, he had jotted down, um, the, 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 obviously the, um, the note that he sent with the stable boy. Uh, written in the dancing men code in a style that imitates the way that Elsie wrote hers. Uh, he copies her like handwriting style as well as the code and sends it off to him. And he assumes that this guy would not expect anyone. He, he, it would have to be from her because who else would know that code? Correct. There's no,
1: there's no reason to assume that anyone else would have that.
0: Right. So Abe Slaney shows up at Baker Street thinking that Elsie's going to be there and they immediately slap the handcuffs on him and uh he he kind of struggles for a second and then is just kind of like all right you know you you got me like yeah uh and it's a he, fair cop right and then he um he gives his his part of the story which is they uh elsie was the daughter of like a big Mob boss, I guess? Like, yeah, Crimesman Gang. There was a yeah, there was a like the crime crimesman gang crimes gang in Chicago. You know, Chicago, the crime city. Uh and yeah, you know <laughs> Welcome and, to
1: Chicago, you gotta join the crimes gang. <laughs> right.
0: And uh that the hey. dancing men code was <laughs> Uh, i was gonna be like forget about it but that's new york Uh, i'm from la i don't know same thing i glean all my information and knowledge from the movies definitely not from school yeah let's Uh, (laughs) let's make a lot
1: of our listeners really angry and say they're the same thing it's fine
0: (laughs) yeah it's close enough right and uh well okay no wait wait what made me happy
1: is um okay uh, uh, you know what no go, go first i'll get to the bit that makes me happy go ahead
0: Alright. So, so, yeah. So he, um, he was part of a crime gang in Chicago. Elsie was the daughter of the boss. They, the dancing men code was something that that gang or, uh, whom her, her dad had invented, uh, for use Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, in their, in their circle. And so, and he was engaged to be married to her for, or wait, I don't know if they were actually engaged, but they were, they were sort of together. Yeah, they were engaged. And she was pledged to him. Yeah, there you go. And she decided, like, nah, actually, I want to try to make my life a little better for myself. She made right. a bit of her own money, honestly, and was – and then left for England to marry – uh not to marry this guy, but then then meeting him and wanting to just kind of start her life over from that. She didn't want to be involved in all the crime. She wanted to get away right. from it. And this guy was not having any of it. He followed her there. He – Made repeated attempts with the code to, you know, get her back basically and up to the point right. of like, what, almost like physically grabbing her and being like, no, you're coming with yeah, me. Yeah,
1: he was, um. He made an attempt to Bowser her. Yeah, yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so that's, that was his whole, that was his whole deal. And anyway, so what, what part of this was, got you good? Oh, okay. So yeah.
1: the part that got me good, um, there was a bunch of really gross shit in here about how he had a right to her. She was pledged yeah. to him. Yeah. Pretty, it was not pretty good. Disgusting. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's acting like he is the aggrieved party here. And Holmes says, nah, dude, fuck you. She left because you're a criminal, and she married a decent guy, and now she's dead, or maybe, and it's your fault. He says, quote, you have ended by bringing about the death of a noble man and driving his wife to suicide. That is your record in this business, Mr. Mm. Abe Slaney, and yeah. you will answer for it to the law, which... yeah, Right. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, shut that him was great. Yeah
0: right exactly he starts going to like tell his sob story canceled. and holmes is just like no 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 a guy nah. is dead and a woman is yeah. almost dead and even like Nothing right doing. up to the point where they're dragging eggs off he's like well can i at least see her one more time and holmes is like she is right? unconscious she no is so... you cannot no absolutely okay, well,
1: that's not another thing and this is actually the thing that made me happy so he he points out yo if she's taking a bullet nap then who was it who wrote me this letter? Smart guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Advantage me, <laughs> He's Like who else and could Holmes have done says, it? <laughs> and, I'm just, right. and Holmes me, bitch, uh, <laughs> bro. Yeah, that that was me. Yeah. And he says there was no one on Earth outside the joint who knew the secret of the <laughs> dancing <laughs> man, and joint is capitalized. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, the joint, which makes me so happy because this guy just becomes Prison Mike from that episode of The Office. <laughs> oh my gosh. The joint (laughs) and holmes holmes says what one man can invent another can discern Mm -hmm. which uh is basically the same thing that he says to watson in the beginning when when, you know he goes through his deductive steps so we've got like a nice narrative symmetry thing going here yeah and he says now now clear elsie of this murder if you love her so much and then go to fucking jail yeah do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars because he says, I have nothing to hide from you, gentlemen, said he. If I shot the man, he had his shot at me, and there's no murder in that. Uh, no. <laughs> not how are that you, works. Are you sure? Are what? you sure? I'm pretty sure a dude was murdered. <laughs> not- For real, criminals in these stories really seem to think that the law is in the habit of saying, yeah, that's fair, crime canceled. Like, what? That's not... <laughs> right, like,
0: you know <laughs> what? How this is works. really good. Oh, you liked her a lot? You know what? We'll give you a pass this oh, time. Oh, yeah.
1: No, totally. Like, my bad, dude. You're yeah, right. Well, yeah. Okay. And the thing, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save another bit. Uh, that I think I want to save for my Huxtable award. So we'll, okay. we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Um, and that's, that's basically, uh, honestly, the end. Um, they yeah. got that shit. They got him arrested. He's his sentence was commuted because Cubit fired first on him. Which I what? guess I so he guess. was he was not murdered. But it uh, was sentenced recovered.
0: to like a penal camp or something or prison, exactly. prison, prison for a very long s- time. Yeah.
1: Australia. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, and so that's, uh, that's about how it happens that's actually. They've got that, him yeah. nicked. Yeah. Uh, Elsie does recover eventually mm-hmm. because for, for somebody who's a doctor, Doyle sure was under the impression you could get shot through the brain and be just fine with yeah. Victorian, with Victorian medicine. But, I mean,
0: um, the, there's been some really weird medical stories of it, it has yeah, happened, fair. you know, like it's like That's
1: fair. That gentleman who took the railway spike. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the radium girls. Fair very enough.
0: unlikely, but still possible.
1: Sure. Not the weirdest thing that's happened in a Sherlock Holmes story. Right. Um, but Elsie, Elsie recovers, but uh remained a widow forevermore and devoted her life to charity afterwards. The end. Mm-hmm. Sad times. Yeah. I mean, I almost wonder if Do- Doyle was like, "Dang, I
0: really did just make the story super sad. I might as well just like if he was planning on her actually dying and then was yeah. just like, nah, we'll we'll make it so that she at least lives like a sort of Happy,
1: you know, like she's okay. Right. She's know? got she's got something going on. Yeah. Well, I liked this story. Uh I like me a secret code. It's frustrating when I can't figure it out, but mm-hmm. honestly, that's that plays into the reality of the fiction, which was like this was a perfectly legitimate reason for this code to be fairly uncrackable. Right. So I wasn't too mad about it. Um who gets your Huxtable award? You know, I don't know. It's kind of a tie between
0: Hilton Cubit and Inspector Martin. Just because it would be so easy for him and it happens so much that inspectors are just kind of like home shows up completely like basically cuz it's hard when you it's hard when you do a job and that's your job that you're good at and then some dude comes along
1: yeah not even a ple- not
0: not just some dude from london and it just absolutely cleans the floor with you and just yeah how much better at your job he is and it's hard to just go with that and be like oh cool yeah no problem help me out it's like i can imagine that would be frustrating for lestrade or any of these other guys and yep. occasionally they get kind of salty about it or whatever they're like well i'm gonna do it my way you can do it your way i don't care whatever and then it's like he solves it and holmes's like, and they're like oh well thank you thank you mr holmes thank you let us take all the credit for this <laughs> yeah, and i was like yeah quote, go, go take the credit for it like you do and but this guy doesn't he's like he finds out that like anytime i know like you know cops controversial subject we're not gonna get into that but yeah anytime that that like a detective is like i'm purely here to see justice done and to solve this case that's yeah. all i want no matter what means i don't have to personally do it like they don't have an ego basically they're like right i'm here to do my job which is solve the case if this random dude from london some sherlock Harris or whatever can help me help me find the answer and he knows what he's doing I'm just gonna let him do it you know
1: and god bless
0: yeah I I, I'm gonna just go and just give out my award to him this time because that's outstanding he's he really is a good sport about the whole thing you know.
1: Well, you know what? I think, uh, I think we've got what they would call on the, on the next generation. I don't wanna, I don't wanna totally bite their style, but I think we've got what they would call a daily double. Because, uh, <laughs> Inspector Martin is mine as well. And I'll tell you why. It's a quote that I am so happy you didn't mention. Because I didn't, because I <laughs> wanted, wanted it for that offer. myself. Go for yes. it. So at one point, um, Murder Man, whose name escapes me because fuck that guy, says, mm. I guess the very best case I can make for myself is the absolute naked truth. Mm. It is my duty to warn you that it will be held against you, cried the mm. inspector <laughs> with the magnificent yeah. fair play of the British criminal law. And he's yep. like, <laughs> like, just like, I gotta read this guy his Miranda rights just for what it's worth. And uh mm. I, I don't know, just sort of the... Like, it's easy to see that as naivete, but, like, he's right. dedicated to doing his job right. And um, yeah. it was just a it's like, really it's fun almost like,
0: It's almost like he was just sitting there, like, waiting for something to do because yeah. Holmes is just solving this whole case just, like, single-handedly. And this inspector's kind of just, like, following along. And he's just kind of, like, watching yeah. this whole thing unfold. And then suddenly, like,
1: oh, this he's is where so I read good. his rights. Anyway... I'm going to do that now. I just loved it. It just said to me that he was such a good guy that he's like, yo, this guy is a murderer, but are you sure you want to say that? Because that could be held against you. It's just, I don't know. Right. It's like, it, it's it made me really happy. Yeah. yeah that was really, So that too. Inspector Martin gets both halves of Prime Minister Polka Dot's uh, top hat. He gets the whole Huxtable Award. Well done. Well done. And let's see what we're reading next time. Yes. Um I'm going to go ahead and roll... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and roll a d100 here and right. uh, if it goes if it goes over the thing we'll we'll cut the number in half and let's see cool. so it looks like uh 83 cut 83 in half and we'd be looking at 41 round down number 41 we will be reading 1924s the Sussex vampire
0: oh boy an old good one I mean old is in like one of the light one of the last ones that he wrote I think. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to pretend that I remember anything about the story. Uh, Fair yeah, enough. I don't, I don't remember that it was awful, so we'll
1: we'll check it out. It's yeah. got a Dracula. How bad could it <laughs> yep. be? Well, all right, Vampires. cats and kittens, go ahead and read the Sussex Vampire for next time. Uh, in a couple episodes time whenever we're able to make the schedules work. Uh we are going to be visited by Andrew Orsi of the gaming podcast yes, Good yes, Game yes. Great Game, who have been very sweet to us. They're the coolest guys in the world. Go listen to Good Game Great Game. It's fucking awesome. Um and I don't know what we'll be reading for that. Um we're we're gonna have to figure out schedules first. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh read the Sussex Vamper vamper the Sussex Vamper Yep. Read the Sussex Vampire for next time. Uh, tweet at us. You can find us at The Final Podblum. You can send us your thoughts at uh, TheFinalPodblum at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We have got a bafflingly fantastic uh, fan culture just full of the greatest people um, and the greatest birds and the greatest <laughs> just... drawings of Prime Minister polka dots.
0: So nice and so enthusiastic and interactive. It's great. Like, please give me any excuse to talk about Sherlock Holmes. Like, I didn't just, For real. didn't just decide to do this project because, like, we didn't pick the Sherlock Holmes story at randoms. I live and breathe the Sherlock Holmes stories. Any excuse he to talk really about does. them is... Excellent. And yes. Please. Yeah, like I see
1: Nick just regularly tweeting about Sherlock Holmes and I'm like, "You know we have a podcast. Like you could just you could tell me and I could put this on the podcast." It just didn't appear it, did, <laughs> it didn't occur to Nick. He was like, "No, just, this, is this is just, just my life. Of my
0: fingers and into my tweets."
2: Yeah.
1: You know, honestly, I I've been giving this some thought and um our our fandom, please. Uh, I'm I'm not attempting to mischaracterize you. So if this is not mm-hmm. a- accurate to you, please do not be offended. Um Although we we do need a we do need a, a fan group name for you, like the the Podblematics or something. I don't know. <laughs> the but Podblematics. Like, I think part of the reason our particular group of fans is so wholesome and fucking cool as hell <laughs> is that Sherlock Holmes. Does seem to have a very large fan base outside of like the heterosexual community. Like there are a lot of gay folks who are super into this, and we've Gee, got a lot why. of. I it <laughs> it's a mystery, is what it is. A mystery, not even Sherlock could solve, and it was called <laughs> Love. But um, yeah. like that's the larger part of our fan base, you know, constitutes that community, and I, it it occurs to me that like gay folks don't have time to be toxic. Like, they're trying to escape that shit in their real lives and they don't need to bring that to Twitter. It's... And they're just here to <laughs> just chill. I really and be have,
0: I just have so many words and people blocked on Twitter that like, aside yeah. from a couple of news sources because I gotta read the news occasionally, I just, I'm of literally course. just on Twitter to have a good time. Don't at me. Don't yeah. talk to me about anything upsetting. I am here. Am I, I haven't had enough upsetness in my life. Like, my dad, he was a, he's a firefighter and he right. would come home and he never watched a scary movie he never watched a violent movie he was watching mm-hmm. nature documentaries and documentaries about space travel and just stuff like that right. cuz and he said to me one time and i will never forget this because it applies to me as well in an extremely <laughs> different way than it applied to him but he said like hey my my job as a firefighter is exciting and scary enough i have enough fear in like and spooks and everything right. in that, I don't need to see it in my media as well. And I get that. And that's also my approach to, like, anything that I, like, I'll watch the occasional horror movie and stuff like that, but, and yeah. especially, well, especially social media specifically. It's like sometimes people got some boring, privileged lives, no offense, and no, yeah. they go to wrong. social media for the drama and to yell at right. politicians on Twitter, and I'm just like, Good for you. I'm glad you have that energy storage. I do not <laughs> at all. Right. Like I have like an ounce of energy, and I reserve it for my real ass life. You know. Correct. So yeah, no, it's.
1: And I feel like I feel like that's probably a, a popular perspective in our fan base. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Just
0: Sherlock Holmes fans yeah. in
1: general, honestly, are just yeah, super such chill, nice super people, wholesome, great yeah. people who are here to have a good time with everybody. Right. Um, a couple of a couple of podcasts that followed us today. Um, I'm so sorry. You guys, I'm forgetting your names because you just followed us, mm. uh, but they were, uh, one of them is a Game of Thrones podcast, and the other one escapes me the moment, but they had an entire, like, gif battle of just, <laughs> like, Sherlock gifs in, in one of our threads, and it went on for, like, for a, a solid hour. They were just gifting back and forth at each other just with Sherlock nonsense, and it's God so- bless. Good and wholesome and we love all of you and we mm-hmm. did this thing to have fun with our buddies, but like just the the wonderful culture that's grown up around. Chris Daly posting them birds. Keep do yes. it. You got us hooked. Yes, you got I us love hooked. Them. We need more. Until <laughs> then, folks, uh go ahead and read the Sussex Vampire for next time. Uh be good to yourselves, be good to each other. The world is on fire, and we need compassion and love and positive energy now more than ever. That said, if you see a Nazi, punch it. Punch him. Punch Chris him. Daly
0: is the only person using Twitter right. It's called Twitter.
1: Yeah. It's Bird true. pictures.
0: Obviously. Bird Twitter. it's right there. It's, <laughs> yes! it's right there. He's the only one who gets it. All the rest of us, we're just wasting time. Chris Daly is the yeah, only I- person using Twitter right. I, I know just I am. had that
1: realization. <laughs> yeah, no, that's tracks. Well, alright, guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, we love you all. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye
2: bye. Bye.
1: make a little love get dead tonight <laughs> yes <laughs> that's really
0: i have <laughs> no idea what i was expecting but that was it you're right that was it
1: hold on one second you're fine hey can you can
2: you show me for a second
0: Sorry, I got Strider on my
1: lap. I don't want to get up a... Ordinarily, whether or not I cut something depends on how funny I think it is and, okay, and whether or not it makes either of us look like a dum-dum. Yeah. But there was one, I was editing the six Napoleons and you, I don't even remember what you did, but you just, you said very
2: seriously, please cut this. I'm begging you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so don't cut that is what you're saying. <laughs>